can't get enough of the podcast? Lucky for you, our video IQ platform on adorebeauty.com.au houses thousands of articles on skincare, makeup, hair care, and more. Plus, you can find a heap of video tutorials, ingredient spotlights, and brand breakdowns on our YouTube channel. Just click on Beauty IQ in the menu bar of the website or app or search Adore Beauty on YouTube for more beauty content. Welcome everybody to Beauty IQ, the podcast. I'm your host, Joanna Fleming. And I am your co-host, Hannah First. So, Joe, have you seen Emily Ratajkowski and Harry Styles? Have been I knew you were going to want to bring this up. <laughs> sucking each other's faces off. We've done an episode on Pash Rush before. I feel yes. like that's an intense makeout. Let's discuss. See, what happened to Pete Davidson and Emily Ratajkowski? That's over. That's over. I do you know what I love. I saw a meme not long ago about... <laughs> It was like a fake photo of Melania and Pete Davidson together when, <laughs> when Melania and Donald Trump break up. Yeah. Pete Davidson will be next. So Pete Davidson's got a new girlfriend. Who is it? He was with her in a movie and now they're together. They've been on holidays. Is she a nobody? Because I've not heard of this. Chase Wonders. That's her name. American actress. Probably don't know anything that she's been in. No. But that's who he's dating now. Okay. Emily Ratajkowski was then, did you see that she posted or the guy posted, he's a comedian, a naked photo of them. Have you not seen this? No. Oh, my God. Look up, Emrata. Can I look this up on the work computer? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, Eric Andre. Emrata, Eric Andre naked. Google that. Okay. Oh, that guy. Did she date him? Yeah. Well, I think, I don't know if dating, like maybe that's a bit much, but okay. so they're both naked. He's lying on the couch with a wine with the heart over his penis. Yes. So that happened. But then I think the biggest shock was she was caught making out with Harry Styles behind a van in Tokyo. If you haven't seen the photos. Was it really behind a van though? Yeah. It looks it, quite public. It did. I'm surprised that they did that. Like they could have gone back to a hotel room. If you were trying to keep it a secret, you wouldn't be doing that in a public place. Everyone knows who you are, regardless of whether you're in Tokyo or not. Everyone in Tokyo knows who you are. Based on how passionate their tongues are touching. Yeah. <laughs> I think they might have had a few drinks, Joes. Yes. That's the vibe I'm getting. He's like pushing up against her. I'm watching the little video up against her into the car and he's kind of groping her a little bit. And then it looks really, it looks really passionate. Good on them. But I am surprised they did it so openly and publicly because (laughs) she was seen with Olivia, his ex-girlfriend. She was seen sitting with her at the Oscars, like after party. Oh, and another thing that Olivia and Emrata were together at one of Harry Styles' concerts sitting next to each other. Oh! I know. It's big. Oh, it's so incestuous in Hollywood, isn't it? Very much. Very much Like you just couldn't be a jealous person because you'd hate everyone. Well, when I saw this, I was like, yep, perfect. They're perfect together. I think they're a really good couple. They actually suit each other. They really suit each other. Yep. There's been a lot of his fans not happy. Oh, I bet. You know, his fans all think they're going to like marry him or whatever. Yes. I have noticed that. (laughs) 
Well, anyway, what's on today's episode, Joe? On today's episode, we're hearing all about your appendicitis story for our cringy combo. And then we're chatting scalp scrubs and of course our products we didn't know we needed. I can't believe I've never told you this story because it is cringy. I feel like you might have years ago because I feel like I remember you telling me you'd had your appendix out, like back when we used to be in the office. So I've got a shocking memory. So a lot of this is going to be new information to me. <laughs> but I feel like maybe you've told me before. I just can't believe I've never told it on the podcast yeah. before. So. Let me go back. I was 17. My parents had allowed me at 17 to do pretty much whatever I wanted as long as I studied hard. And I did study really hard. It's a good compromise. Yeah. So basically I could sleep when I wanted and I could eat whatever I wanted. They're really the only two things that I could do. But so I would go to bed at like five in the morning and then remember I would eat the orange in the shower. No. With my coffee. Why would you go to bed at 5 a.m. and then go to school? Because I was studying and my brain works better at night. And so I would just study. No, 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 this was during the study period. Okay. So I'd study all night. Then I'd sleep all day. Then I'd like, I told you, I used to have an orange in the shower. It was super messy. So I used to eat an orange in the shower. I don't remember that. Okay. Really good idea. Of you did. Oranges are really messy. So like eating it in the shower is actually a good idea. Peeling it. Mm. Weird. Basically, the only thing that I ate for that last stretch was Easy Mac and Migoran. Nothing else. Your mum wasn't making you nutritious meals for your brain? No, I just okay. had Easy Mac and Migoran. And sometimes I would eat six packets of Easy Mac and six packets of Migoran. I'm pretty sure. Wow. Yeah, I'd eat a lot of Migoran and Easy Mac. So my mum claims that that's what caused my appendicitis. Uh, it's a valid theory, <laughs> <laughs> which I don't think there's any medical, but this was the crazy thing was that I did all my exams and like straight after my exams, I started to get sick, like straight after my exams. I was like vomiting and had like pain in my stomach and... So you got through all the exams. Yeah. How crazy is that? That's actually really lucky. If I had got appendicitis before, I would have had to get the... Like I wouldn't have been able to go to my exams. Yeah. So I start getting sick after the exams finish. And you know, I don't know if you know this about Linda, but she hasn't got a lot of patience for sick people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of dismissed it as nothing. Well, you are quite traumatic. So I can imagine there would have been other instances where <laughs> that was warranted. I have a really low pain threshold. And <laughs> can you imagine how much I would have been like fussing over this? pain. I can just imagine you screaming in your bedroom. Well, we ended up going to the emergency room at one point and yeah, I was in a lot of pain. So the thing is when it first came, it wasn't like acute pain. It was like pain all around my stomach. Ah, like dull pain. Yeah. And then it was a lot of vomiting. This is why I wanted to talk about this because they thought it was gastro Ah, and it's actually quite common. I misdiagnose it. They diagnose Mm. it as gastro and they send you home. So they thought it was gastro and I ended up kind of going home and I genuinely was in a lot of pain, like genuinely in a lot of pain. I bet you were. I don't think Linda believed me about like how much pain I was in. So I ended up lying in my bed for three more days, I think, after (gasps) this. 
Three more days. Yeah, in like excruciating pain. Finally, mum was like, I'm talking sh- about mum. No, she eventually don't. came around. <laughs> yeah, she came around. I like didn't get over it. I was like getting yeah. worse. And you do get worse. It's not yeah. like, so the thing that you have to know about gastro is gastro will like be really intense and then it'll kind of like, it'll start to get better. Whereas this was getting worse. Hmm. So I went to the GP and the GP was like, you need to go to the hospital immediately. Drove straight to the emergency room. They said it's like appendicitis, but you need to have it out like now. And guess what I said to the us? Oh, this was my only question to the doctor. What? 17-year-old. It'll be something like, is there hot boys in here or something? No. It was, <laughs> yeah, well, sort of. It was, but will you be able to see the scar above my bikini line? <laughs> that was my only question to the doctor. He said, liar. <laughs> he said, no. He was definitely lying because it's a really – you've seen the scar. Yeah. You can definitely see that scar above my bikini line. It's not bad though. Well, I think he – initially they thought it was going to be keyhole, but it ended up not being. And you know when they say it's going to be keyhole and then they open you up and you think, man, what must have gone on in that surgery? Yeah. That they had to open it up. Do they do appendicitis? Can they take your appendix out through your belly button these days? Because so many things are done through your belly button now and it just makes so much more sense. Yeah, keyhole surgery is the preferred method. That's the NHS in the UK saying because recovery is quicker than with open surgery. So I had open surgery. So I'm like wake up and I'm like, oh, he told me you wouldn't be able to see the scar. I still have like a very (laughs) – it's like a full-on scar now. It's not a bad scar though. And not only that, I think he – this is me in my head. I think he took some fat cells out because (laughs) because it dips in my stomach. So if I put on a little bit of weight and my stomach puts on a bit of weight, my stomach gets a little bit bigger. But then there's a dip where the scar is. It's scar tissue tethers skin. Sure. I thought it was like some fat's been taken out. Yeah, so it's always anything with a scar. If you had a cesarean scar. <laughs> he did like some mini lipo. <laughs> oh, my God. Not mini lipo as in they were like scraping stuff out. I don't think he did a mini lipo on you. <laughs> He's just thought, mm. Oh, she's 17. I better do a tummy tuck. I had gained weight after the, all those exams and all that mac and cheese, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> so had it taken out and then was in hospital and it was actually really painful because they like cut right in. You can't sit up. And then I was complaining a lot. So much pain. Pushing down <laughs> on the morphine. Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> <laughs> so did Linda feel bad retrospectively that she hadn't initially believed you? I don't think so. She just was like, told you so about the mac and cheese. You know what? Maybe you should ask her. You should ask her if she felt bad later on when you were in bed for three days and you were in excruciating pain and she just let you go. She's always like this though. She has no patience yeah. for anyone that's sick. She's just, that's exactly what she's like. My mum's like that as well. Anyone who has a nurse as a mum, oh. good luck getting a day off school is all I can say to you. But that really did develop me into having a good work ethic because <laughs> I don't take the that's day off true. for anything. <laughs> so just really quickly with the symptoms, I just wanted to call out some of the symptoms because this is for me, it got sort of misdiagnosed. And actually if I'd left it longer, that wouldn't have been good. That would have been really bad. Could have like burst. It can be really bad. You don't want it to explode. Yeah. So sudden pain that begins on the right side of the abdomen. 
sudden pain that begins around your navel mm-hmm. and often shifts to your lower right abdomen. That's what happened to me. So it started uh, just general and then it moved to the right. Pain that worsens if you cough, walk or make other jarring movements. Nausea and vomiting. Oh my God. That was like my main symptom. Mm. Loss of appetite. Yes. Low-grade fever that may worsen as the illness progresses, constipation or diarrhea, abdominal bloating, and flatulence. So you can see why they think it's gastro because of those symptoms. So the only thing I'll say for me is that it was like it started as general stomach pain and then it like all of a sudden was on the right. And then when I went to the GP and said the pain's here, that's when they're like, go to the hospital straight away. Mm. It's kind of like general symptoms of gastro, but it was a lot worse than gastro. Oh, my God. I've had gastro before. This was bad. Yeah, it doesn't sound pleasant. I would love to know if anyone else has had an experience like Hannah. Feel free to share it in the Facebook group. Obviously, we're not doctors, but (laughs) we'd love to hear about it. I wonder if anyone's had any like food link because it was weird that it happened straight after, after I'd been eating. It could have also been stress as well. Stress, that's true. Never been more stressed in my life, actually. That was the most stressed time of my life. I didn't really care about exams, to be honest. Oh, yeah, for sure. I just had the mindset of, oh, well, if I don't know it now, I'm never going to. So (laughs) I'm just going to go into it and see what happens. So funnily enough, before we got started with this interview, Megan, our guest, is actually in New York and was just hanging out with Kate Morris. So (laughs) the people you run into overseas just before you're about to do a podcast interview with us. (laughs) So today we have Megan Pate from Strand Hair Care joining us. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. We're very excited to have you. Now, I'm sure a lot of people have seen Strand all over Instagram. They've probably seen the hair gem machine if they haven't seen the rest of the range, I was gifted a hair gem machine and I am obsessed with it. I love it so much. It's so fun coming into Christmas. We just really wanted to do something different. So the hair gem machine was much of a a marketing campaign as it was an actual product. And Mm. I think all of us coming off the back of, you know, the last couple of years, more was more. Everyone just wanted to really lean into that maximalism. Absolutely. So today we're actually talking about scalp scrubs and why they're important, how they fit into your routine. Strand do have a scalp scrub as part of the range. So we thought you'd be a good person to ask about this particular topic. So why do you think it's important to properly cleanse our scalps and how can scalp scrubs help with that? Amazing. So obviously it's product build up. Your scalp, just like your face and your skin, we're using so many different ingredients, use so many different products. A lot of them aren't necessarily clarifying, so you can get a lot of product build up, but also your scalp has a microbiome. So it has lots of good and bad bacteria and sebum production. So by using the scalp scrub, it allows you to basically remove that product build up, but also exfoliate the skin. So what kind of ingredients or properties should we look for in a scalp? scalp scrub does this change depending on the scalp concern i think so it's always good to be mindful of what ingredients are in anything if you're somebody who's quite sensitive you might want to lean into more natural type of ingredients typically when it comes to an exfoliant you want to look at something that's either a physical exfoliant or a chemical exfoliant in the strand scalp scrub we use two types of exfoliants so we use a physical which is actually a salt so it's a smaller salt particle so we find that that emulsifies and absorbs really nicely but the salt also helps to pull out the impurities and then we also use a salicylic acid so you're getting the best of i guess you could say both worlds 
Mm-hmm. Yes, big fan of the hybrid of a chemical and physical because scalp scrubs can be a little bit challenging to use, which I want to get your input on. So how can we use them in our routine as in like how often should we be using them and also how do we use them like on wet or dry hair? How do you use yours? Because I personally have used scalp scrubs in the past that I've struggled to get the most out of because I just couldn't get them through my hair. I think that's a pretty broad concern, especially when people have really thick and like gorgeous hair. Mine's a little bit shorter, Mm. so you can kind of get in there a bit more. But I like to use a scalp scrub after a shampoo in a similar fashion to your face. You generally would cleanse before you would Mm. use an exfoliant. So it means that you remove a lot of the product build up so then they can kind of really get in there. It also really helps to stimulate the roots and the follicles, which again, removing the product build up, but also increasing the blood flow and the circulations for a healthier follicle. With the strand one, we worked really hard to create something that emulsified and it had a slight foam into it Mm -hmm. because one of the challenges with scrubs is, especially body type scrub consistencies, is it can be quite gritty and it can be really hard to massage it around with your fingertips and to make it move. And then also you want to make sure it kind of washes out. So that's why the emulsifying and the foam, I think, is really critical to Mm -hmm. a good scalp scrub. Yeah, definitely. With the salicylic acid, do you need to leave it on for a little bit? Would you do that or you just wash it out straight away? Whilst doing it, it's as much a sensorial experience too, right? So the massage, getting it right in there. So Mm -hmm. by the time you go through that process and it starts to emulsify, it will feel pretty natural when you need to wash it out. It's not something that you necessarily have to leave on like a pace for say five or 10 minutes, but you do want to enjoy it as well. Like if you're going to the effort of doing a scalp scrub, like Make it feel nice, Mm. like do a bit of the Ayurvedic practices and and the massage at the same time. Can you overdo it with a scalp scrub? I think so, yeah. I think like most things, you can definitely overdo it depending on your hair type, your skin type as well. I wouldn't do a scalp scrub more than once to twice a week. You mentioned you shampoo first, then you do your salt scrub and then do you just rinse it out and then go straight with the conditioner? Correct, yeah. So you would do your shampoo, get a really nice foam, nice clean and then come in with your scalp scrub spend a little time even today when we were doing scalp treatments we just did a salon takeover and we're doing scalp treatments on 26 people and it was really fun to see them experience the scalp but it is enjoying it massaging it through rinsing it out like i touched on emulsifies so that makes it really easy for the rinse out and then you go in with your conditioning treatment which adds the moisture and the humectants back into the hair If you're a person that double shampoos, would you skip the second shampoo in place of a scrub when you're using it? I personally would. Yeah. But again, it's what feels good for different people. Even today, chatting to a lot of the hairstylists, they experience some people who come in maybe once a week, once a week and a half for a proper big deep clean wash. So they really like to get in there. So they might still double cleanse and then the scrub. But if you're somebody who's washing your hair quite regularly, it's not necessary. Mm. How the other half live? They get to go into a salon every week and a half. Nah, I was going to say, every week and a half for a deep clean. I know. I was quite shocked. There was honestly stories about how it, they spend a good 20 minutes removing a lot of this product build up. Really? Is it because they're going to a lot of events and using a lot of styling products? Yeah. And a lot of dry yeah. shampoos. Uh, okay. And different ways of yeah. styling their hair as well and different hair types. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, there's never, a, I guess, a, a beauty rule that is a one size fits all. You always mm. kind of need to use your discretion. 
So will scalp scrubs affect any color in the hair at all? Again, it's really depending on the product and the type of color that you have. Ours in particular won't, no. And it comes back to that ingredient listing. Good to know. Well, thank you so much for joining us all the way from New York this morning, Megan. We'll let you get back to your day. Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. It's been great speaking with you guys. You've got a little empty there for me. (laughs) Very empty bottle over there. So I didn't empty it. I went to the bathroom Uh and I was like, oh, the golden haze is all gone. (laughs) Oh, no. We've had a thief. A thief has been using it. (gasps) Really loves this product, obviously. (laughs) I've got lots of face oils and I use face oils sometimes but not all the time. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, there's some face oils there, like go for it. And I had been using this one and next minute, gone. (laughs) (laughs) It'll happen. So I have actually used it and it's a really nice face oil. So I can see why the boyfriend really likes it too. I've heard a lot of good things about that one. I haven't personally tried that yet though. Yeah. So it's got camellia seed oil. It's got watermelon seed oil, jojoba oil and squalane. But when I used it, what I really liked about it was it was really good for oily skin. Mm -hmm. It's not dry. Yeah, it's like... Can you see yeah. how quickly that absorbed yeah. into the skin? So it's actually really nice. I always mix my oils in with my moisturizer. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't like putting oil direct on. See, I've changed my tune a little really? bit lately. Yeah. Why? Because I really love the Habitual Beauty facial oil. Yeah. And I will often use that instead of moisturizer and just mm. pat it on. And there's something about it. It just like sinks into my skin. Mm. So I don't feel like it sits on the surface. Whereas with some dry oils... I think they can feel really oily. Do I just really like it to mix it in with a moisturizer. Mm. I don't know. So it's usually my go-to. Yeah. I feel like this one would be good for all skin types and you could definitely use it if you're an oily skin type or combination because it's sort of that lightweight, fast absorbent formula. So really hydrating, obviously, because it's an oil, but also rich in antioxidants, which will help protect against free radical damage. And it's also got ingredients to calm and soothe. Mm-hmm. So I like to use an oil when I've overdone actives and I still want to get some like nice ingredients in there with my moisturizer and then I'll mix it in with my moisturizer and apply it. So that is not really mine, but sort of. (laughs) (laughs) Would have been yours if someone else had used it. (laughs) I think I had used it up to here maybe and then it's now completely gone. Yeah. So love that one. Let us know what he thinks about it. (laughs) You should have got a review for it. I asked him this morning, I said, do you mind if I take this in and talk about it? He's like, yeah, I love that oil. <laughs> Loves it. And he's not really descriptive about yes. beauty products. It's just I, really, I like. when I asked him for skincare, just skincare advice for Canada. Yeah, I didn't take a toke, by the way. Toke. Toke. toke yeah. A toke. <laughs> <laughs> I think weed's legal there, so. It is. So my product today is the Laneige Cream Skin Mist. I don't know if you've ever used Laneige Cream Skin like essence before. I think they call it an essence. This is a mist. It is 75 mils. I took this on my flight to Canada. This one has glycerin in it. It's got meadow foam seed oil and camellia. I think it's camellia oil. And it's also got vitamin E. So there's antioxidants, there's amino acids, there's hydrators in there. I found it quite calming on my skin. I just spritzed it on after I'd cleansed with my Bioderma. And then put this on and then did all my serums and my oil and moisturizer. Nice. Would you like a little spritz? Yes. Oh. Mm. You want some? Nice. Yeah. 
Love a refreshing little mist. Good for the pain. Um, and it's so good because it's 75 mils. So it's under 100. Yes. Nice. So you can actually take this with you. And it looks really bougie because it's like a frosted plastic. It looks like glass, but yeah. it's plastic. So it'll be fine in your carry-on. Nice. And, yeah, it's just really nice. I enjoy it. That's mine. Joanna, I wanted to talk about the YouTube algorithm, <laughs> my yeah. YouTube algorithm. Okay. Like a TikTok algorithm. I feel like it's not as targeted. It's pretty targeted. So this is what happens when you get a boyfriend. So the boyfriend has my YouTube's just logged in on the TV. Yeah. So I used to get videos. So at night I'd open my iPad and I'd start watching stuff and I'd get like, I really liked that plastic surgeon. And I used to watch videos on like he goes through which celebrities he thinks has had surgery. Yeah. And then I'd get like, you know, Vogue beauty secrets and, yeah. you know, celebrity stuff, like lots of celeb stuff. So anyway, the other night I'm sitting on my iPad and I'm like, Going, do you know YouTube Shorts? It's the new TikTok for YouTube. Yeah, I'm obsessed. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And at I night I flick through and I watch some YouTube Shorts on my iPad. The first video is like basketball, like who is the goat of basketball? Like LeBron, I know all about it now. So. Yeah. So all about basketball. Then I get like pyramid, some sort of pyramid thing on like Joe Rogue stuff. There might be pyramid stuff, but mostly I would say 80% of my algorithm now is like basketball stuff. And the problem is that I actually watch them. Oh, no. And so, and so now, I don't know, I just sit there because it's YouTube shorts and I watch the basketball thing and then I flick to the next one. Next one's a basketball one and I watch it. Well, at least you know what's going on so you can talk to him about it. That's nice. And so now my algorithm is like probably 80% basketball that's what our lives have become i don't get any more plastic surgeon celebrity beauty secrets nothing it's like mostly basketball you know what my biggest pop culture issue is right now all of my friends in my friendship group watch vanderpump rules oh. i've never seen this show in my life apparently there's big drama going down they talk about it flat out and I have no idea who any of them are. And they've tried sending me TikToks being like, this will help you understand what we're talking about. I'm like, I don't want to understand it because I don't watch the show and I don't know who these people are and I don't know what's going on, but they're all so engrossed in it. And you're not up to date. It feels weird mm. to be out of the loop because I'm usually the one that knows all the pop culture stuff and I always know what's going on. I always know the shows. What happened with maths this season? Because that we could have talked about maths in this outro. I know. I'm so sorry about that. I watched the last episode last night and I was like, oh my God, there's so much to talk about. And then I'm like, oh, Joe didn't watch it. I just, I really didn't have the time. Do you know any of them from Daily Mail, from TikToks? Uh, I know Harrison and I knew, was her name? Evelyn, the really beautiful girl. She was really stunning. And Alyssa. Alyssa, the American one, Canadian one. I have a child. The I have a child. Yeah, you yes, saw all that. Yes, I did yep. see that. Yeah, so I, I caught up like via the ads and also via TikTok and Instagram. What's TikTok saying? Well, it was just the little short snippets. I would see it on the maths channel or I would see it on the gossip pages. But yeah, I didn't really know what was going on or what drama went down in the final vows. Yeah, well, the dinner party's next Sunday, so there's going to be more Okay, drama. well, maybe I can just watch that. Yep. You could watch that and get up to date, but I actually cried. There were two couples that ended up together and I cried in both. Who were they? Can you do a spoiler? Spoiler. Spoiler alert. So Melinda and Leighton. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Big lashes. That girl. 
yes, she did not like him in the beginning. She said she would swipe left. Yes, I remember that. I watched the first couple of episodes, yeah. She was really horrible about him actually, about the way it looked. And yeah. She told him she loved him and I just was crying. Oh, <laughs> and, oh so cute. And then the other one was obviously Ollie and Tani, who were the young couple who were like done with dating apps. So they came on the Yeah, he's really cute. And they fell in love. He's a voiceover artist, which I thought was just another way. Is of, he really? He must be a podcast or radio host. That's what it says. You reckon? Every time it says voiceover I mean, artist. voiceover artist is a job. Yeah, but I'm pretty (laughs) sure I saw, like, he's also done radio and stuff. Anyway. Ah, maybe we should be voiceover artists. Artists. That would be good. I'd be keen. Mm, And then they were the only two, and then there was, like, big drama last night because Lyndall, she said, like, no, and then she said, I don't want to hear your vows, and then he walked off. So that was drama. He didn't even get to speak. No. Why not? What did he do? Because he was just going to hurt her more than she'd. She'd already been hurt. Okay. And she just was like, I knew it was going to hurt me even more. Because he took 10 minutes to make his decision and he didn't want to be with her. He said that. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Cutthroat. I'm kind of glad she didn't yeah. let him speak. Good on her. That's the best way to protect yourself. <laughs> you don't even have to hear it. Yeah, totally. And then he just chucked his vows on the ground and walked off. Oh. And I think she sat in the grass and threw her ring or something. Like it was it was a nice yeah. ending. Very dramatic. I liked yeah. it. Very dramatic. Anyway. Well, see, I didn't have to watch it at all. I just got the full <laughs> rundown then. Didn't need to waste my time. All right, guys. See you next week. See you next week. Thanks, everyone, for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also, we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated. Bye.